0: for tuning into another episode of league one on the rocks tonight is a special episode We're our mid-season special my name is rich you can find me on twitter at i'm rich but i'm not joined as always by the original cast of the upcoming barbie movie he was originally cast as ken you can find him on twitter at mediocre ace brian how you doing man
1: uh yeah you know not too bad um you know Ryan Gosling is going to do a fantastic job with the role. I had to turn it down, so um, that's just how it
0: works. You know, you're just that dedicated to the show. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you are obviously seeing the the guests that we have on here. We've been putting it on Twitter. Uh, we have from Walkin' 90, we have Chip, and we have Yogi. Guys, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing alright. I am can't complain in the Orlando humidity,
2: so I've sweated yeah. my fair share of liquor out. <laughs>
3: I guess my big question about the Barbie movie is they have that screenshot going around of uh, Ryan Gosling and like all black. You think there's like a villain like heel turn or something? Oh, Or do you think Not it's a, like a Pixar movie where there's no villains?
0: Was that Spider-Man was- 3 where he has the, the black Spider-Man suit? Yeah, mm-hmm. Venom. Yeah.
2: That was just a bad
3: movie. That's my hot take for uh, <laughs> the Barbie movie. It's gonna be uh, there'll be some weird twist like Ken's the bad guy or Barbie's the bad guy or something like that. Yep. But
0: and then my, we also have. Oh no! Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say, and I I have not seen Barbie this weekend, but I am seeing Oppenheimer on Monday. Took work off. Uh, should be exciting. What a time I to should. be alive! Omaha's in the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs in the thing and uh, everything else. So great time.
0: And then the man covering everything Lexington Sporting related, uh, as well as uh, co-host of the USL show. We have Tyler back on the show. Tyler, how you doing?
4: I'm doing good. Um, I mean, as far as, um, you know, team performance could be doing better, but I'm hoping we turn our fortunes around this weekend. You know, n- <laughs> nothing says uh, a season turnaround like beating a team in a playoff spot. So I'm staying hopeful.
0: Well, while we're on that topic, let's just go around the room and uh, say one thing that we hate about Lexington, since it is Lexington Hate Week. I'm just kidding, Tyler. No, we're not going to do this.
4: Oh, oh, let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, guys, we are doing a mid-season show tonight, and uh, I don't know if you guys checked your emails. I sent out the StreamYard link, but I did not send out a uh, an outline for tonight. This is the first time we are doing a show without an outline. We're just gonna straight talk about the season so far and cover some to- topics and have some fun tonight. <laughs> Y'all
2: got an outline? <laughs> <I> know, <man. laughs> you can tell you we just winged that
0: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi, I I got to tell you, man, our outlines usually like 12, 13 pages. It's yeah, all. Not even kidding.
3: <laughs> Brian's, or sorry, Rich is Mister Prepared over there. Normally, try to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, no, we
2: he is. It-
4: I usually have like a page ready to go, but it's like very short things just to remind myself what I want to say, because otherwise, bullet like, points I and mean, then we yes. just go from there. That that's kind of what mine is, because otherwise I'm too ADHD, and like I'll just get on like some random topic and then I'll forget what I was going to talk about in the first place. So I do a little bit, but if I get too much, then I'm just like I'm not reading all that, <laughs> even though I'm the one who wrote it. <laughs>
0: Well, let's the my fir- very first question for you guys. Let's go all the way back to League One day one. There was a lot of uh, hype surrounding some of the the clubs that signed players. You know, there was a lot of hype surrounding forward Madison um, with North Carolina with One Knox. Um, where are you guys with the hype surrounding the 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 teams that we just mentioned? Others that you know garnered some uh, kind of hype as well.
2: For me personally, I would say that the hype is pretty much real. Well, maybe outside of One Knox, because when you looked at how One Knox built their roster, it was, they put a lot of money into their first 11, and a lot of our concern was, all right, what's going on with the depth, right? That was really what it was there. But I felt like we were kind of spot on with Richmond. Like, we kind of felt like it was going to be a fallback year for them, it was going to be hard. Greenville was kind of pretty much the same. I think the one that I think a lot of us probably hit on and got, I mean, it was injuries that really took them out was Tormenta. Like if you would have told me Tormenta is sitting near the bottom of the table, um, playoff, like outside of playoff race right now, I would have been like, all right, Kazai Sterling's been sold. Um, Like multiple people have been sold. But no, it's just injuries and they can't, like, I don't know what it is about Toronto, mental but no goalkeeper seems to want to take that position and hold it. I don't know.
4: Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned the one Knox thing. I didn't want to sound like a big hater. <laughs> 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 Immediately whenever I mention it, like, half of, like, Knoxville's, like, in my mentions being, like, it's just because we're rivals, and then they're, like, getting me. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, you know, I, I, it kind of makes me feel better in a way because, like, one of the big storylines was – them making a splash with cash, and then us just being like, hey, let's sign a bunch of young people. And they're doing good, but I don't know if they're doing as good as they could be for how much money they spent, which, I mean, not that I have the figures in front of me or anything, but in some ways I'm like, okay, maybe maybe our fortunes will turn around down the line, maybe in a couple of years, but uh, I don't know. But I, I agree with, with Yogi. I mean, a lot of the, the stuff that was predicted as far as, you know, who was going to be impactful, it's starting to really show itself. Um, you know, there were some bumps along the way for a couple of the teams. And I think people started doubting a little bit here and there. But now we're starting to see that midseason turn and and the hype's getting real. And I think a lot of teams are starting to find their form and hold on to
0: that form. Are there any teams that um, you feel have yet to find their form? <laughs> <China> <laughs> I'm going to sound like a
2: homer. Absolutely not. I'm going to sound like a homer, but that's fine. Richmond. I think Richmond hasn't hit that form yet just because I think – so since I've been covering this team this year, it's been a lot of – this team's been stuck in neutral, changing formation, bringing in new players. I think if Richmond can string together a win or two, like they can start to slowly come, so climb up that table and challenge maybe for that third or fourth spot. I think winning the league is probably out of Richmond's idea right now, but I think they're there. Chattanooga, absolutely not. Like that team is a complete dumpster fire. Like, <laughs> just, well, they definitely they, haven't
3: found their form. And the question oh, is, who hasn't found their form I think they're going
2: to find it. That when your goalkeeper get a red card in the 40th minute. And, like, Jim Weekly coming back in there and just being like, like, I really feel like when they fired Ziggy, they looked at Jimmy and was like, what's your cash up again? And Jimmy's just like, <laughs> I mean, you can pay me, but it is what it is. Like, right. <laughs> You did some walk-around cash. Fire here, bro. <laughs>
0: Do you think they acted too soon in letting go of Ziggy? No.
2: I would say yes. I think because, like, Chattanooga was unrealistic knowing what the amount of players that were leaving and the amount of talent that was leaving. And you hired this coach when, like, February? When everyone else already kind of had their coach and everything like that. Like, it just really... And it was hard for him already because he couldn't go out here and sit down with Chaney and be like, hey, I want to bring you to Chattanooga. Because Chaney, by that time, was already committed to Fort Madison, right? Like, it's hard for him to come in and recruit the guys that he did. While saying that, I also understand why Chattanooga fired him, because the ideas on the field just weren't correlating. Like, you have people like, um, God, he used to play for us now. I can't even remember his name. But him, player A, uh, (laughs) is like playing right back. It is just like, what what are y'all doing? Like, you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I think they fired him maybe a little bit too early. Just my opinion.
0: Do you think that uh, with all of the uh, Nisa players uh, that came over, does that change your opinion on um, Nisa on where you hold USL in that ladder? Um, I guess what what's your opinion on that situation?
2: Uh, I think for Nisa, I think they are a tier right below USL League One, and I mean that's just and that's not me being biased, but like go read on um, Protagonist. He just interviewed Matt Bodo. He used to play for us, and in the article you can read it and see like they're a level below us. Like he was like, "Yeah, Flower City's doing some good things, but it's really hard to get into a league and be competitive when you're taking multiple weeks off, and you know you don't play consecutive games, and some organizations are good like." He shouts out Chattanooga Bobcats in Maryland. I mean, Chattanooga FC and Maryland Bobcats. And those are two organizations. You ask anyone that's competent in lower league soccer, like, all right, those two stand out. But he doesn't mention, like, LA Force or uh, San, Diego. San Diego. Right,
0: yeah,
2: San Diego. or any other team. You know, and it just shows you, like, where those quality of teams are outside of the two that are there. Maybe the big three in NISA, which is also Michigan Stars as well.
4: And I feel like even you see it with the players too, when the players come to USL one, it's, they don't really treat it like it's a lateral move. A lot of times like they, you know, from my impression from what little I've talked to with, you know, some of the players, it's almost like it feels like a step up in their mind, you know, and just a a progression. And I think it is kind of cool though, that, that we see that there is talent in Nisa to to be tapped. And, and maybe that also reinforces the idea that maybe Nisa is just below um, a, a tier, but I mean, for instance, take Robertson coming to us. I mean, he's been a stud and, and coming out of Chattanooga. So I, I think that there's a lot to be said for, you know, what players you can get from that system. But I'd have to agree with Yogi.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, I think, too, it's one of those deals where even, like, uh, pretty good players, unless you're, like, at a Chattanooga, it is it is a step down. Like, if you're playing for the LA Force, like, cool. Yeah. Um, mm. But even then, I know there was a guy who recently signed for Chattanooga FC, Blue Chattanooga, not Red Chattanooga. And I guess he'd been bumming around League One training camps for a while and just couldn't get make a cut. And he's there, he's playing. So, you know, I guess that says something, too. But, you know, I, I think it's always interesting, too, because even in League One, there's a quality level between certain teams. Like if someone signs for Fuego, you know, that may not be the same as Symbol was playing for, like, a Chattanooga FC. And... We see the same thing in championship, right? Signing for Phoenix Rising or Tampa Bay Rowdies is a much bigger deal than signing for Loudon. I think he's not here anymore, so I don't think he would care as much about me telling the story. But I know Jay would famously talk to guys, and if they had an offer from Loudon, and would be like, eh, it's not really a championship, but yeah, I mean, you can go there and you can get play, but you know, it's not what you're probably looking for. And I just think you have you always have different quality <coughs> amongst the leagues, and I think that is uh. Very apparent when, you know, guys who are studs at championship can come down to League One, not be nearly as good.
0: I think that's actually a great segue into a new topic. Uh, So we've had a lot of uh, championship players come down to League One. Um, We've seen uh, Dane over in uh, Charlotte. We have uh, Dos Santos here in Omaha. Um, Who do you think has had the biggest impact? coming down from championship? Coming
2: down from the championship? This year? Oh,
1: man. I feel like it'd have to be Kelly, right?
4: I mean, if you look That's at what... That's where really... I lean. Yeah.
1: Well, I
2: mean, yeah. Kelly came down last year, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think I he came like... down late last year. It um... might have been last year. Either way, I mean, it's just... If you look at, at like, what what dos santos has done for omaha at least he he's done some good things but he hasn't come in and been that big striker that is coming down from championship to score a ton of goals and do that like he's he more or less takes up space and you can see that the skill is there and he's starting to find his own now but it's taken him it's what 16 games 17 games into the season to start finding for him i mean it
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially coming down from championship that's i mean it's really tough
0: and, I mean, we've also had players like Devin Boyce coming back to, to Greenville. You know, he was in the championship last season. Uh, yeah. So he, he's the one, I would say, probably is having the best season. anyone yeah. coming back from the championship.
2: Just mm-hmm. because when he left to make that move to Memphis, we were all kind of thinking, like, all right, he's going to be with, like, there and all of them. Like, he's going to stick. And you kind of cracked his career last year. It was kind of just like, all right, he started the first three or four games. I remember there's a game that was really bad. And then it wasn't until Chip told me, like, he was injured. But I thought, like, he just got pinched. And you can just tell, like, his confidence just wasn't the same. Like, he was, like, anytime he played, it was, like, 10, 5 minutes here and there. And then he'll come back to Greenville. I kind of felt like he he kind of just wiped the slate clean. It was just like, all right, you know, let me establish who I am. But he's not the same player like he was in Union almost He's a little bit different now. Right?
3: Yeah. I think that's good to- And I think, too, the part of the problem was Memphis went and they signed – And Aaron Malloy, who essentially played the same position, and said, "We took like the two best guys from League One. One of them will work out. One of them won't. And Malloy very clearly has worked out for them. Yeah, yeah. one of the best players in the league. I'm personally, especially since he's European, kind of shocked he's still at USL Championship.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's a special guy. (laughs) Like I remember (laughs) watching him with those baddest teams. He just sounded like." Yeah, this Madison would be worse if he wasn't here.
3: Well, right. I mean, and I think that's a, always a fun thing to think about is like how bad that Madison team was already bad, but how Aaron Boy, like, woo. Yeah. And he was like a pretty late signing too because he got signed from like Sounders or Timbers yeah, I think Academy, so. like, I think, I think USL so. 2 SL2 team or whatever. And so it was like, okay. And then he had the season he did. And I, I do remember that when he was up for MVP, it was like, okay, that's odd, but go off. I think he's almost had the best recent career um, since I've been following the league of guys going from league one to championship. I mean, D'Adair's been good, but he hasn't necessarily been like transcendent. Uh, Hurst has been fine. Uh, Conway's been pretty good. I mean, you've had some good guys.
2: yeah, uh, what's his right name now? that was at North Texas? Domus. Domus has probably oh. had the best. Yeah. Those half You want to say? Yeah, they don't have. been though. really good at San Diego. there mm-hmm. has been the most consistent because I know he's always in the 11th Sacramento. And, uh, what's his name? We just talked to him. literally from Madison. Um, Malloy. Yeah, Malloy is probably the, the star, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't
3: think you can count those uh, MLS2 guys because, like, there are some really good players at North Texas who are only really there because they were uh, part of that academy system. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: what's his name? Zimudia, uh the goalkeeper that was at Charlotte, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing pretty well at uh, Pittsburgh right now. I think they're leaving the championship in uh, clean sheets. So he's, mm-hmm. doing, he's doing decent there. So. Yeah, and
3: Alal from Omaha finally signed with them, and he's been playing pretty regularly
0: for them yep. as well. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So we keep hearing people talk about how the difference between League One and Championship uh, isn't that great. Uh, it's not a very big distance. Um, you guys did an entire show on promotion relegation. <laughs> so, um, do you think that? league one teams would have a legitimate chance if they were promoted into championship or even that intermediary league yeah i mean
3: i think for sure because you you got to think essentially what they're going to do is there's no well especially the silly little rumor that apparently has legs about uh ncfc going back up to championship which why would you let them do that after just going down and then like Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure the the answer is they're paying they're writing a giant ass check, but it's like we have to league one. Uh, there's tiny little cities that are getting championship teams like the Rhode Island team, uh, Northwest Arkansas, which is rumored to be a League One team forever. Des Moines is, you know, four hundred thousand people smaller than Omaha. It's like, you know, there's some tiny markets that they're letting go up to league are to championship. Uh so the splits gonna happen there. And I think that's the big thing, which, you know, whatever, like it'll all come out in the wash. If you suck, you're going to go down. If you're good, you're going to go up. But I think like the top level of championship currently, which would be in, I mean, they're going to call it USL premier. Let's, we already know what they're going to call it. It's going to be like gold branding or something. And they'll change championships branding. Like it's going to be USL premier, but the teams in USL premier, which are going to be like, you know, your Phoenixes, your Louisville's your Tampa Bay's uh, they're good. There's a lot of investment in the teams they're pretty close to mls level especially like the guys on there could probably be on the bench for mls teams uh, that's a completely different ballpark the league one teams certainly can hang out with the bottom of the table in championship like there's a lot of teams in championship where it's like you guys are not very good cough rio grande valley
4: Or Hartford. Hartford. (laughs) Yeah, Hartford's the one that I'm like. They Hartford's down. uh,
2: There's a couple of ways that Hartford, League One teams would be like. Oh yeah, we can get this.
3: Mm -hmm. I was gonna say. I mean, I think. I want to look before I say anything too, because I haven't looked at the championship standings in a while. So I don't want to accidentally say something and have like USL tactics on my ass. Be like, well, actually, you know, Monterey Bay's in second in the West. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't watch a lot of championships. Like Las Vegas lights, like what are we doing here, guys?
1: Mm-hmm. Interestingly guess-
3: enough, they might have a worse playoff thing than us. They're just looking at this. Only four teams from each division don't make it. Mm-hmm. So we complain about half the teams making it. They sixty percent of the teams make it there. And I think like
4: that's crazy. Yeah. Once yeah. they expanded it, it really expanded. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And that, I mean, that's my semi hot take is that there should be less playoff games in general.
4: Yeah. What if yeah. we just put a bowl system?
2: Like, USL League One is like, all right, the four versus 60, you guys get to play in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, imagine it. that. Like, that's how we <laughs> yes. saw the championship. Like, we just, all right, we just bring it in the bowl system.
4: Yep. Bowl games
2: all day. <laughs> yeah, all
1: but right. who gets to be the BCS then in this?
2: But is that I mean, us? So it depends on uh, who wins. Who wins the one versus six matchup? So uh, mm. can uh, can Noco beat uh, Greenville in a uh, Chick Fil A bowl? You know that that, that <laughs> determines a lot. You know, and then we'll go from there.
3: But I think that you know that's a. It's always an interesting point with stuff like that. Is uh, you know what is the best answer? And the, really, the answer is the team wants the, the league wants as many games as possible. They want inventory. Mm-hmm. People want to host mm-hmm. playoff games. You know you want these storylines because I don't really think with playoffs, it's about rewarding like the best team over the course of the season. It's just kind of like, let's make the spectacle that people want to tune in and watch. And then, you know, we can charge double the ticket prices for whoever hosts the final. And then the league gets a cut. It's like, there's all, you know, it's a money-making thing, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think ultimately that's the big thing is if they actually do go to promotion relegation it's not a cure-all it's not going to solve everything it's not perfect I think that's always the problem is people whenever there's a thing for change always say well it's not perfect so we shouldn't do it it's like well we're going to be waiting around for perfect forever we might as well do something and you know it encourages teams to sign guys to longer term contracts it encourages teams to spend more money to go up it encourages uh, you know teams to spend more money to not go down it encourages all sorts of stuff and you know, I think they've really, and as a league one fan, first of all, it'd be great to get rid of the low rent people like uh, the crane kick Lex is of the world because we'll be in the USL Premier and they'll be in league one still. But you know, <laughs> it, it would be nice to like, you know, right now there's not even a, there's not even price money. If you win the championship game, you get to sell some t-shirts and put a star over your crest and. You know, Bring
2: in the bowl system. That's about it. Well, it, it is. Problems,
3: there's no broadcast money.
2: That's, that's the hey.
3: real thing. It's, Everyone and that's like what I think the silly thing too is everyone's talking. It's so many MLS fans talking about ProRail and USL like they know what they're talking about, which is always funny. So like, although well, the revenue drop going down is going to be horrible, and it's like, what revenue drop? They don't make what any money revenue. off TV. There's no, like, <laughs> There's no like broadcasting. There's no like, right? You know, Bro bonus. we're all on ESPN Plus and sometimes YouTube if you're lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> and I think that's the thing too is I think most of the teams that have gone down from championship to league one are better for it
2: Yeah,
3: Yeah. and it's like you know maybe that's finding the appropriate level for the spending of your ownership group or whatever because it's like would you rather see your team just absolutely get like their head busted in week in and week out or would you rather go down and maybe win some trophies Outside mm-hmm.
2: like, of the two teams every team has a leg- legitimate shot of making a playoff
4: well,
2: you're
4: not getting yeah. that in the championship no you know mm-hmm. you're not getting that
2: in. right but, but it'll be
3: interesting I mean I think one it's they're not voting on doing it they're voting on talking about doing it and we also don't know if it even has the votes to pass like you know is this something just got that got leaked to like rally votes or whatever but you know and we go listen to the walking 90 episode about promotion relegation they'll yeah. link to it on League One on the rocks um but you know, we talked about on our podcast as well for that is I think it's going to be interesting because I think if you're a League One owner, you're probably voting for it. Yep. And now if you're a top of the championship team, you're probably voting for that, too, because you just saw what yeah. happened to San Diego. Yeah. And they don't, um, don't care about there being a team there. And so it's like, well, they're going veg- to they're keep expanding. They're addicted to expansion money. And it keeps going up and up and up to the point where like you Like most, like you're going to have a hard time finding teams that are going to be able to put together the, you know, 600 million it's going to be for whatever this Las Vegas team is. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be hard pressed to find that. So they're just going to find someone else. And then there's another team in your market that's MLS. And then it's like, well, what are we now? A chopped liver. And so as much as they can protect their brand by increasing the level of play to increase like the level the players are bringing in, the prestige around it, which is why all of a sudden they're going for the League One or Division One standing which, you know, I don't think it will matter to most casual soccer fans. But then, you know, you have a chance for your uh, CONCACAF Con- Champions League. You have a better chance of getting out-of-country opponents that want to come in because they want to play a 1st division team. You know, it's probably easier to sell sponsors. So over- overall, it's interesting. Probably the teams that don't want to do it are just the teams that are kind of in the dog shit middle of the championship. But I think for the most part, it, at least how I would look at it is it
0: I think most of them are going to be for it. But yeah, we'll say. I, I agree with you. Yeah. From what we've um, heard from multiple people, it does sound like the vote is going to go through because of the fact that, like you said, it's not a vote on whether or not we're going to actually institute it here and now. It's just about discussing it further down the road. Um, mm-hmm. And once, like once again, Chip already talked about it, but uh, if you have not gone over to walk in 90 to listen to the promotion relegation podcast episode among their other episodes, uh, go listen to that episode. It's a very good one. Um, if you want to do some reading as well, if you look at Kyle's Twitter, he did a thread about the various issues involved with promotion relegation and he laid it all out there and it was a really good thread too. It was really cool. So, Tyler, uh, switching from promotion relegation, uh, this kind of bleeds into uh, sporting because with Lexington, they're, they seem to be playing the long game. And yeah. we kind of see that with North Carolina. Now they ha- also have a youth system that has 16,000 kids in it. Uh, I don't see Lexington, you know, getting that with no disrespect to Lexington or their, you know, their youth Academy, but I don't see them getting 16,000 youth in their um, Academy anytime soon, but with Lexington playing the long game, um, do you think that is going to make them a viable threat? Like for league one, even, you know, in the, in this promotion relegation scenario.
4: I mean, I mean, I think so. I don't, I don't see why not. Um, You know, And speaking on, like, the the idea of, you know, North Carolina having 16,000 kids in the youth system, you know, we we have a little over 1,500, I think, maybe a little bit more than that. I can't remember the exact number right now. So it is a pretty big difference, but I feel as though if you have a quality program and you're really putting in the work and you're trying to kind of have this this top-to-bottom idea of what you want and what you want to develop, then it can work. Um, and, And you don't need you know, 20,000 kids uh, to be able to find those ones that, you know, can work in the system and really want to, to do well and move up through it and you can invest in. Um, if anything, I feel like in, in some ways you can concentrate that more, um, you know, cause you're not spread quite as thin. And, and so I think that it, it could pay off in a big way. I mean, Louisville's been doing that. So they've been seeing dividends um, you know, obviously they've been able to really produce some, some great talent out of their Academy. And I think that that's something that we're really shooting for. And I think sometimes um, it's kind of hard for fans to see, like, what's happening right now um, and forget that there is that long game. There is that that whole idea of, no, they're they're building something. Even current players on the team, we have some really young guys on the team that have not seen very much action. And it's not because they're bad. It's not because they can't perform. It's because there's a plan in place for them to essentially, you know, be understudies and, and keep developing and and then us to continue that whole system year after year after year. And then that stuff is just going to distill down um, until you finally have what you really want. That's going to be able to permeate throughout everything. So I I think that it's going to take time. um, And I think that it will eventually pay off. Um, And when it does, I think that we'll be, we'll be fine, you know, and you know, it's, it's kind of a, a big topic right now, you know, blue city, being so close that's just a natural born rivalry we're already rivals as far as our college sports are concerned um so if, if we can make that actually a, a fixture <laughs> and be in the same tier as them and meet more often um that's going to pay off big time i think that's going to cause an explosion in popularity of the sport in this region um and i think that we're going to get a lot more buy-in uh, on both sides of the fence And I'm hopeful that that can happen. You know, I know Lou city is just perennial contenders. They're constantly uh, putting in work and doing really good. I know they're a little bit of a weird spot right now. I know they're not super pleased with what's happening, but I don't think it's out of the question that at some point, maybe we meet in the middle. Um, And then, and then we have that kind of special thing built, which I think is going to be really cool. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I think that it's a possibility. I know we've got a lot of work to do though. Um, You know, It'll be a while before we earn our own uh, right to complain about an asterisk, but um, we'll get there eventually.
0: And speaking of that work to do, uh, you have been the source of a lot of optimism for a lot of the Lexington fans this season. Um, What are you telling fans right now concerning the the second half of Lexington season? I I, I mean, a lot of it's
4: what I I just mentioned is there, there's a long game involved and um, it's really funny because a lot of people at the very beginning were like, "Oh, we're not going to win the champ, you know, win the trophy, win the championship in the first year, everything's going to be too new. And then those people, not all of them, but a lot of people have switched and they're like, what do you mean? We're not going to get first place in the league. You know, it's, it's kind of weird, which I mean, in some ways it's kind of cool because that means they're buying in and they have expectations. And that means that they really want us to win. Um, But, I mean, I I know not everybody's going to be as optimistic as me. I've had a few people even call me out for being overly optimistic, but I don't really feel it does anybody any good if everybody out there is just constantly being like, yeah, everything's terrible, and I hate this team, and I hate everything about it. And I just – I don't think we're there yet. You know what I mean? I I think we're too early. We're too young. We're too fresh. Everything started from scratch. And, you know, everybody wants to compare us to this team or this team. One of the big comparisons is always us to Knoxville. Knoxville had a year to try and like, (laughs) you figure themselves out. They had continuity with a lot of things. We did not have any continuity because we were fresh. And I think that it's just reminding people that we are fresh. This is all new. It takes time. It's not just like you get a bunch of people together and a month later, they're going to win championships. You know, it's just, it's just not. And think through how many teams have had to go through processes over multiple years to find the right composure or uh, the right system um the right setup of guys um to really have that chemistry to make things happen um you know it, it's just it's going to be a slow burn and it's not always going to be you know yay yay, everything's great um you know but i'm, I'm trying to out the the community aspect because i think that's one of the cool things that we do have going for us is we're starting to see more of that pickup where people are connecting on the fan level and actually you know creating something there that i think is going to have legs and at the end of the day is going to be more important than anything that happens on the field
3: i think that's well said too because so much of it isn't necessarily just like playing but it's playing and growing the right way Mm -hmm. i think that's the big thing in building that culture developing talent Building the team that you want to build, and I think that's the thing. Is I think it's really hard to do like what Omaha did the first year, where you jump in and you make the championship. This league's gotten a lot better. The quality mm-hmm. of play has gone up every single year. The quality of the teams has gone up every single year. You yeah. know, it's not like it was the first two years where you know teams just are running away with the whole thing. It's been tight. It's been you know a trench fight the whole way through, mm-hmm. and you know, building yourself for success in year two is probably going to be the path forward. And like you said, Tyler, it's a good point, is One knock signed a lot of guys from their League Two team who did really, really well. They already scouted those guys, they already knew those guys. And so um I think it's, things are definitely looking up for Lexington. And I would much rather be a Lexington than I would like a Fuego or a Chattanooga right now.
4: Yeah, I, and that's one thing I will say. I feel like, you know, I'm... I'm in a position where I have access to a lot and and not everything, but a lot. And and so sometimes I see things or hear things that people don't always see or hear. And I think it's just, it's hard for people to fathom that there is a plan and that everything is moving in conjunction. It's all one big, it's one big megazord. Every It's all these moving parts that have come together and it has a job and it's going to get there and and it's going to stumble along the way. But you know, it, we're going we're going to get there and i feel like there's a lot of support throughout the top to bottom and there's a lot of vision um and i don't think there's any disconnect that i've noticed or heard of um that maybe some other teams have suffered from you know because i think that's really what does you in is when you don't say well here's our vision or when you don't have a cohesive system that you can tell is moving in a particular direction and i feel that we do and it's just you know like I already said it. It's tricky whenever it's something like sports because it's very tied to results. You know, it's hard to be a fan and watch your team not perform or lose, um, and just think, "Oh, well, this is okay because eventually we'll get there." People want it now. There's like that instant gratification. No matter, if there's that little voice in your head that says, "Well, think about this, this, and this." You're like, "Well, no, <laughs> I don't want to think about wins." And I, I think that it'll come. It's just a matter
0: of time. Please tell me that Sam Stockley is as cool as he is, like he seems on the broadcast as he is from afar. Hey, yeah.
4: In my dealings with him, he's always super genuine and he yeah. always has like the same message. And, um, I, you know, of course, like all the coaches, he has like his coach speak, you know, and you can tell when he's in that mode. But then he also has like that side of him that you can tell that's what pulled players in and got them to actually want to come play there. Um, And that's really nice to see because you can tell, okay, this is the charisma that's, it's bringing people here. And that charisma is eventually going to reach out even further Um, because that's, that's another little aspect that you have to wonder is like how many people didn't come to Lexington because of all the unknowns. And and we're just like, I don't really know what's going on here. And I don't know what's up, but I think having somebody like him, he's going to be able to be a magnet for that stuff in the future. Um, He's a cool guy. I've always thought he's real genuine and and upfront. I
0: feel like, Stockley, uh Amon Zayed, and Northern Colorado, and um oh my gosh, uh Swatsky. I feel like those guys would all be cool guys to go out and like get a beer with.
4: Oh yeah, 100 yeah, percent Yeah, like stocks is definitely one of those chill, have a beard, like a pub type of dudes. Like it who's, is uh, it's cool.
3: Who's the least cool USL one coach? Do you think you get a
4: beer with?
0: The least cool Ooh, good one. Uh, Let's throw uh, someone under the bus. <laughs>
2: So I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think Matt what Glazier. I know. Glazer, Glazer uh, really. I, I, so, uh, look, I know Madison is are here, did think like I'm only really saying this just because I'm a Richard fan. No, like I'm just looking at trends of Glazer, and I, I, I'm, so I'm not front I'm not a big fan of his, like just the way how last year he threw his team under the bus. And it was like, you spent an entire year coaching these guys and, like, you're like, oh, well, last season sucked because it wasn't me. Like, it's on them. And it's like, but now this year you're being the front runner, you know. We're top of the table. We're this we're that. And it's just like, where was this energy at last year? Like, you spent all the last year moping around being a dickhead to your players that, in a part, like, you chose to stick around. Like, you could have changed it. Like, no matter how late you came in, you had an – an effect of whether or not they say, I don't know. I just think like he's one of those guys where it's like, eh, it's not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want
0: oh. to have a beer. Do you
2: think would be fun to get a beer with?
0: Who? You Weekly. See, that was my, my automatic choice is going to be him. Uh, but then at the same time, with some of the off-the-field stuff, like, he might actually have some fun conversations.
3: I was going to say, I'm going to say no on weekly just because I'm not trying to go to the strip club. So Yogi <laughs> yeah, and I probably have <laughs> different answers. No, honestly,
2: like... the, the coach I would want to have a drink with, well, I take that back, the coach that I would want to have shots with is Sam Stokely. Because Sam looks yeah. like he'll take a couple of shots just off the rim. Yeah, yeah.
4: He, he's he got that vibe, I'm, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, he,
2: he, he'll take a couple of shots, yeah, You know, just be like, all
4: right, let's do another. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a fun guy. He really is. I, I was going to say, like, weekly, you go out with him. You might end up in, like, the next installment of the Hangover movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Perfect. You know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, like, sounds fun, but only if somebody else is watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of partying, uh, Yogi, what the hell are you guys doing out there to get City Stadium rocking?
2: Dude, honestly, man, it's the front office, though. Like, they've done yeah. an amazing job this year of of getting the community back into it, man. Um, So for a lot of people who don't know, this year, Richmond, even with the results on the field, is the average, I would say no less than, like, 4.8 a game. Like, I remember back in, what, 2019, 2018, I'd be lucky to walk in to say there's 2,000 people, like, you know, I always made this joke with my wife about, like, she was like, oh, I could come to the game at 6.30. I know I have a parking spot out front because that's how India used to be. But now it's like, you show up at 6.30 and you got to park, like, six blocks away to get to City Stadium, man, man. It's, it's building a unique atmosphere. I think also like, the Kickers front office has done a good job of putting the information out there and making it accessible. Also, winning helps, like, When you win, more people are going to show up Um, because I've seen this team during the years when they were dog crap. (laughs) You know, 2018, we gave up 80 goals. Not fun. Um, Stadium was pretty, pretty thin there. And, you know, just having those people in the stadium, I think also a good measure about it is – the fact that you're seeing so many people that say with kickers gear on is not like how it was in years past of people showing up in your Liverpool's, your Man United's, you know, your 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 top European jerseys. You know, they're coming in there with kickers merch on, like old school kicker jersey. Like there was a old school Kappa Richmond kickers jersey from like '98 that I saw in the same. I was like, oh, like I've never seen that before. Um, but I mean, we're talking about a club that's been around for 30 years, and this is probably their best year attendance spot. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think more people are getting knowledgeable about the game of soccer here in the city, um, I think it's probably a little bit more easier to watch. I mean, Richmond's not a big sports city anyway. Like, you ask most of the people in Richmond, like, who they support, most of them will tell you it's like Washington or Charlotte or you know, some somebody else. Like, there's no one in Richmond. So, the fact that Richmond is able to get 5k sellouts and things like that, you know, it's, it's,
0: it's a testament to all the work they
2: do. and Things of that nature.
0: Man. <clears throat> and you have been a huge uh, Terzaghi stan. Um, yes. Because, look, matter of fact, let's address this now. I yeah, need, let's, let's go. I, I look,
2: <laughs> look, I know you Omaha people's gripes about EVD uh, year one. Uh, who was it? Being there the year before after that. And I understand it. If any other year Terzaghi's not in this league, I get it. They'll, they deserve to win it. But if you take Tazagi away, in those two years, year three, I can argue with you, it should have been Bologna's. It, it, it should have been Bologna's. But year one and year two, you take Tazagi away from the teams, which is bottom of the table. Like, he, that man is I – I still don't understand how he's tied, what, for second right now in the go-to-boot after the start he had. Like, he literally gave the league a head start. It was like, all right, I'm just about to score now. Like it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, he leaned forward in his chair, playing like two K. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he did. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna wait to torment to score my first league goal, and then I'm gonna score." <laughs> like... Yeah. Funny <laughs> name.
0: I feel like anytime anyone uh jumps on Terzagi, you're like the first one to defend him. So I, I love it whenever you get involved because I just want to – I love seeing your viewpoints on anything Terzaghi-related.
2: Because, man, like, people people bring up the fact, like, oh, he's a tap-in merchant. Do you understand how many people in this league will pay for a tap-in merchant? <laughs> like, you understand how yeah. – like, what? Man, I'm t- – yo, I, I'm telling you, man. Like, if there's two people in Richmond who I would defend with my life outside of Luke Pavone because Luke is my guy. I would defend Luke Pavone to the death it's Akira Emmy. and I know I've been talking about, like, all right, it's time to put Akira to that because, like, right, Akira's older. Like, you know, Will probably' has showing he's good. But Akira from, like, 2020, 2021, I mean, like, the goalkeeper works between him and Nuhu is some of the best stuff in U.S. Oh, yeah. soccer, man. Like, you couldn't go wrong about who you was choosing. It was always like, all right, if you, you want Nuhu or do you want – Akira. You couldn't go wrong. You could not go wrong.
0: And Akira seems like such a wholesome guy too. Oh yeah, he is.
2: I, I look, we call him the hokage of Southside Richmond because he is <laughs> he, he is that guy, man.
0: He is a lovely guy. <laughs> He's, Brian, exactly I don't mean to there. keep like jumping in here. Like, Feel free to jump in and like throw a question or something like that. No, it's
1: all good. Um, okay. I will catch up with the, uh, the live chat <laughs> real quick. We had a few things earlier, um, but I'm going to jump in with Alex Ashton, League One updater as well, going back to talking about showing up at 630 to a Richmond match. Now you're going to get stuck in traffic getting to the stadium if you get there at 630. Yeah. And then Tim ranting Blue Penguin Media uh, talking about <laughs> Terzaghi saying he keeps getting, what are those things called, uh, penalties.
2: Hey, look, <laughs> he's, he's a 5'4 Argentinian. Let's find a way to work penalty <laughs> yeah.
3: into his name so we can just start uh, debasing him online.
2: I know and you can all my home fans. fans. you the game 4-1, but I, look, let's just be real. If you're gonna put Terzaghi in that situation, you don't think this man gonna fall? Like, come on now. Like
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, we see we saw the discourse, and I know that's been a big thing the past day now. They're talking about um penalties and the referees and stuff like that, but like you gotta realize like the thing that makes uh, him so good at what he does is he knows when he can take those falls because he knows when it's going to be called and when it's not going to be called. Granted, it's wildly inconsistent. And that is the only gripe that I have with the, the officiating in this league is one match. Something is called a penalty. The other match, it's not called a penalty. If they can get that sorted out and it's one way or another. So at least we know every single time, if you take a fall in the box or you get knocked over in the box, it's a penalty everybody knows that, that's how it's going to be, then it's fine, no big deal. Or the opposite way, if you fall in the box and it looks like you fell, it's not a penalty anytime. Fine, awesome. But they need to be able to, the players got to know what they can and cannot do on the field. And they're just, they're not set up, these referees are not set up right now to be able to make those calls consistently. And whether that's down to training or that's just down to like what's, how everything's been called and they're trying to keep the status quo. But I mean, it's, and I mean, it going to the union Omaha thing last night too. I, it wasn't just like the miss penalty calls and then the red card call. I mean, there were some blatant balls that union Omaha got that should have went the other way. Like you could tell it bounced off a union Omaha player. No, that's their ball. But somehow union Omaha still gets the throw. It's like, what What is going on? There's just no consistency. There's no standard, it seems like. And it's just – that's the thing that's so frustrating. This is supposed to be a professional league, but we have officials that aren't up to that professional par right now.
2: But, it's, I mean, that's also the the thing of being the third league. Like, you're not going to get yeah. the best guys, right? Like, you're we're getting the guys that are – like, who've probably been a referee, professional referee for a year, maybe two years tops. yeah. Like, these are guys – like, the guy that's the head ref in League 1 is probably the assistant BAR guy in the MLS game, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that's the guy that we're dealing with. So, like, I remember Darren telling us, like, that's the frustrating part about it because you want the standing of referee to be better, but you also got to understand, like, League 1 is developmental in a sense not only for the players but also for the referees because mm-hmm. this is where a lot of them come in. They get their starting show – like, oh, this is how I call this, this is how I call that. And, I mean, honestly, like you see it, like, the guys that are, like, egreg- egregiously bad, like, you know, they probably won't referee again. But the guys that are consistently more than, like, you know, we they stick, they stick around a little bit. But yeah. I will say this when it comes to referee, I think the thing mm-hmm. that will help out the most, if this is just me, like, I don't think VAR is the correct way to go yet, but I would love to see Hawkeye come in just to help out with some of, like, those those like balls that are right on the line, like you. I feel like mm-hmm. every stadium in League one can host Hawkeye technology for the better part. You know, mm-hmm.
4: it, it's tough. I know we've been on the the wrong end of a couple of those things, like when we should have beaten NoCo. Like test Deuce, he was not offside. I was. I'm <laughs> like my seat is literally right there, like lined up, and I was losing my mind about it. And you know, and. You know, Brian, you talked about red cards. It's like when Fox earned that red card back against Charlotte early in the season, and they got that pin. Like basically, the, the game was trying to be given away, and then they overturned the red card because it was bogus. Um, and it's kind of funny because actually, uh, <laughs> my wife, one of her coworkers, her husband refs for like at the collegiate oh, level here no. locally, and he actually sometimes knows the refs out there, and he'll tell me he'll kind of be like, "All right, this guy, this is how he tends to call things." this oh, guy man. we got to watch out this is not good that we have him and so then i'm like sitting there all the time i'm like now nah, i'm extra stressed out <laughs> you because know? he kind of has an idea yeah. and uh there was one, one time that that like the uh, ref had asked him to pick up a bottle of bourbon when he went somewhere it was kind of a rare one and uh he like uh joked and he's like i'm gonna have to text him and tell him that he's never gonna see that bottle of bourbon again if he doesn't call this right <laughs> just, yeah but it's uh, it's interesting getting that perspective, you know, and, and having somebody there that, you know, he'll like call it right as they're about to, or if it is like a really bad one, he's like, man, I got to talk to him after this, <laughs> but it's, it's tough. It's tough dealing with that, especially when you, you can see it clearly and you know that it's just a missed call. Yeah.
0: And while I've waited for player interviews after the match ends, I've seen on multiple occasions uh, the referee crew surrounded by police officers being escorted out of the stadium. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a safety protocol, but at the same time, it's it's no secret that they're the antagonist wherever, wherever they go. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, they're, they're the people that, it's so funny, like, they're the people that fans are always going to blame them matter what. Like, if your team's playing great, you're not going to the refs. But as soon as your team loses and you feel like, ah, oh, we didn't get this all right, you're blaming the refs. And it's also funny you mention because, like, in City Stadium, like, the referees shower right where the kickers' uh whole dressing room is. So, if you've ever been to City Stadium, like, that that everyone thinks about is like, oh, it's condemned. Well, those are their, the locker rooms. So, the referees – so, when we do post-games, we do it, like, right there where – the same. you can see the referees walk in. But they have to walk in before the players get in because they're not – like Nathan Audie, I know, is going to cuss some ref out. <laughs> Get a red card after the game because he didn't cuss the ref out.
0: Oh, man.
3: Well, that's the... Speaking yeah, of refs, uh, what's going to happen to Mr. Uh, Dominic Cassiato?
0: <laughs> you don't look like you feel free Well, I thought it was just going to be a, uh, a fine, but it sounds like there may be a sp- suspension involved as well. I hope it's not, but
3: well, how many times did he record that before the team finally said, okay, you can post we'll just that try one? try to
1: drink some more water. Because yeah.
3: then... you, you know that. Come up
1: and you know, Jax just not post anything here. really nilly. You know, that we're came through. And about like, an hour we're only staying until like Hey,
3: you know, yeah, Pete said you got to redo that one. Like, you're yeah. going to get in trouble.
0: I've been there when Dom has recorded those uh, post, you know, Turned game spots and everything.
3: One. He had a first and... one and they re-recorded that one from like the
1: hotel.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, because most of the time when, well, I guess every single time that I've watched, uh, what you see that they post on Twitter and it. Instagram and all that stuff is what they record, like, there in the moment. It's like, it's a one take. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that they had to do multiple takes.
3: Well, I, I'm assuming. I mean, I, I doubt they just were like, yeah, this, this looks good. We're going to post this on official social media. And like, this is our post-game thoughts with Coach Dom. It's like I I don't know that there's multiple takes, but it I would assume that there was some betting before they posted that because that is uh you know, I think you know you know you're gonna get in trouble for doing that. And it's like oh yeah, maybe they don't care. And I guess you know, I don't know, what are they gonna do?
0: Uh, I yeah. I'm I'm personally surprised that they released that statement at all. Yeah. I thought they would have like had a little sit down with him. Like, Hey, I know that you think that, but we can't record that and put it out there.
3: Yeah. But you know, again, I think that's the thing is good on him for doing that. Cause you know, there's going to be, you're going to get in trouble for it somehow. Yeah. And the thought process at that, that point becomes, I don't care. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna say this thing that I believe to be true. I don't care if I get in trouble for it because that's the right thing to do. I think that's very commendable of him. And you know, I don't know. Hopefully it's not too bad. I'm I'm supposed to find out here in the next day or two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which will be fun funny if like just, two like games.
3: nothing happens. <laughs> like they call him and they're like, hey, Red's spend Dom for a couple of games. Like, mm, no, we don't think so. <laughs> okay, sounds good nice chat yep yeah. see
1: you guys well you just throw him up in the press box and then have him radio down all of his stuff that's really what anybody what does gonna, now
3: yeah what are they yeah. gonna do if he shows
1: up like him, the rest, yeah.
3: not, the rest probably not gonna know like put a little fake mustache on him. yeah that's that all you gotta
1: life.
3: do oh it's not dominic casciato that's his uh, brother uh leroy casciato
1: right
0: right didn't they do that with jurgen Klopp? they had him like radio down with the walkie-talkie and everything
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was sitting up in the, yeah, in the, in the remember stands. So
2: remember Sam, like had the like, NFL headset on. <laughs> and he was, like, directing these players, like, calling, like, he had the calls, or you know, anything. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm about to be in that
4: stadium this weekend with my own walkie-talkie tuned to the same channel. Just, like, yeah, exactly. saying a bunch of bullcrap in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants you to switch to a 6 six five one. Like, well We don't have that many players. Just do it.
1: This <laughs> is—it's well, just what he said.
4: Yeah, send as many people on the field as you can.
3: Don't
1: Those argue. Are so
3: close. Those are so close too. You wonder if they even bothered coming home, or if they're just like hanging out in Tennessee. Probably
2: so. Probably in I,
1: Yeah, I would just assume they stay out there. Because I mean, what are you gonna—you're gonna spend so much more money coming back here, and then—and then go out. I know they were breaking the fourth wall here, but they released that like. Added to earlier today on social media and it was like them walking around downtown Omaha doing stuff. It's just like, we know you guys didn't come back for that. Like yeah. you didn't come back to shoot a video and then go back out there. You guys have had that shot for a little while.
4: Yeah. But I mean, well,
0: it, it is what it is. I'd stay out like there. Central Valley Fuego. Every like, every single day they have to like play North Carolina or something like that. Like, well, if we're going to be flying out to North Carolina, we better be playing Tormenta while we're out there or something like mm-hmm. that.
3: Yeah, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I'm sure that's part of the consideration because there's nobody, especially with Tucson gone. Like, Noco's the closest one, and that's a time zone and like almost half the country away.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right, so we were all involved in the um, USL League One. Um, I don't know the, the the questionnaire that they they sent out called mid season predictions. Yeah. So, which one of you had Union Omaha winning the championship? It wasn't me. No, it was me. It It was was you, you, (laughs) bro?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had Union Omaha playing forward Madison in the final. And Omaha beating (laughs) Madison 2-1. to
3: Great redirect, man. uh, That would be a very bad internet day if that's what happened. Yeah. uh, I'd be talking so much shit.
1: (laughs) That one I definitely did for the memes, but like... uh, I mean, like, my bold prediction for the second half was either NOCO, North Carolina, or Charlotte are not going to make the playoffs. Even, like, after the great start all three of those teams have had, I just feel like one of those teams is not making it.
3: Well, especially, probably, I don't think NOCO, just because they've been red hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, they're averaging over two points a game. Mm-hmm. Like they have, like, the three games a in game hand the and they're still at the top
2: of the table. It's like, they're looking looking good. I'm all in on Oko. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like, like a lot. especially because I called out the goalkeeper Delgado, and everyone yeah. was like, "Ah, oh, we all know." I'm like, "Bro, he, the kid is special, and the kid is special, mm-hmm. man." Yeah. Yep. Trevor, I, um, Trevor is blowing it out the race right now. Arthur Rogers, yep. I think he's finally. I think he, um, Zion is finally playing him at mid, but uh, it that's just that's a special team right now. Yeah.
1: You know what's yeah. even crazier too is they're doing it without one of their best goal scorers too. Yes.
2: Yeah, but he's, he's
1: back. back. But he, yeah, he's back yeah. now. And but I mean, just think you you add him into a team that's already this good, like Noko's scary good, especially with him on, back on the field. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I, think I remember. That's like...
4: Sorry, no. man. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, no, I, I remember I was on some pod earlier this season, like the beginning. I can't remember because I'm always on, like, all these random ones. It might have been either Soccer Crush. Maybe it was, like, uh, One League Under the Sea. I forget. And I said that I thought that NOCO was going to um, be top of the table by the end of the season. And, like, everybody, like, laughed at me. They were like, oh, you're so funny, Tyler. And I'm like, no, I think so. And so now I'm, like, feeling a little vindicated. I'm like, hey, I got something right. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often.
3: <laughs> well, I just – Glad that Amen, uh must have like a super short memory because he was roasting us earlier in the year when they had like two guys signed about having them last league. Like, he's like, Yeah, you have two players signed. Like, yeah, no, it was, um, It was, <laughs> yeah,
2: it was Amen. It was just like, Yeah, Amen. like you got two players. He was like, But you can't doubt us, Eamon. You currently have three players right now. You legally cannot play a game.
3: <laughs> right. And I'm glad because he could 100% just like dunk on us if he wanted to with that. And it's like, right. eh, I'm glad he's forgotten about that. <laughs> They're winning so much. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that's good. Just forget about that little old, which again, at the time, I will defend that pick because they had like two or three guys signed. It's like,
1: right. It makes sense. I don't know what your team's
3: going to look like. Like, we don't know where you're going to play. Like, I I don't know. Like, there's a lot of question marks right now about your team.
1: Right. Yep. And he was the only person. On this entire um, mid-season predictions form, that was the league consensus for coach of the year. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can also throw Bradford in there. I guess if you wow. want to throw Glazer. um yeah. you can throw them in there. But there was a reason why last year I was telling Chattanooga, like, throw your money at Emile, like, bring him back to Chattanooga, like. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much Chattanooga's were going to end up bringing him in. Because, I mean, honestly, I would have been like, bro, you can, you're can. you the prodigal son. You can build this out however you want to. Whatever speech Everton has for Wayne Rooney to bring him to Everton, that's the same speech you have for Iman to come to Chattanooga.
0: Like, just take that, change the names, and you say that same speech to him. Do you think that he would have been able to keep Juan Galindrez and Rafa Mintz again?
2: I don't think
0: so. Just because I think those guys were already
2: in their mind, I want to go. Just because how toxic the environment was at Chattanooga, I think they were already out. But I think under Iman, I think you would have had a a better roster construction and someone that already has a better idea of the league. Like Ziggy came in more or less thinking like, all right, Nisa and USL League one are the same, right? I can bring my guys. It wasn't even good Alvin's San Diego team. But Iman would have had a better understanding of the League One market, understanding how League One plays, and been like, all right, I can post this guy, I can get this guy, I can get this guy.
0: And have a better roster, you know. So how do you think they, they kept Carlos Aviles? I'm assuming it had to be a thing of
2: at play time. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you're going to play more. Like, I feel like that's what it was. I mean, you could go paycheck, but Chattanooga really hasn't even opened a checkbook this year. Like, they wouldn't go get Mario Lomas, but Mario Lomas is, like, in his last legs, yeah. you know? So it's, it, I, I'm assuming that they had to be in Chattanooga, like, all right, you're going to play more. But, like, okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: and? And I think dark. we all had – um Let's see. So we all had Zayed as the coach of the year. We all had biggest surprise being NoCo as well. Um, So who who did each of you have in the final and what did you have as your result?
2: Uh,
0: I think I win NoCo versus NCFC
2: 3-2. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think at that
0: time, I think I had the FC hoster. Okay. Uh, oh, there. so hosting. Okay.
3: Yeah. I didn't get spicy enough with mine, so I had something like that, which I doubt that's what we have. This league's been so crazy this year. It's going to be something weird and random, but I don't know. I think we all kind of failed the readers because none of us had, like, super spicy takes.
0: Yeah. What was your uh, – so um, as far as my final, I had um, – noco over madison three to one um yeah. tyler who'd you have
4: noco uh over ford madison two one
0: oh, okay nice <clears throat> okay so spiciest take what'd you guys have
3: i, I want to redo mine but i need to come up with a real good spicy take um like, I want my take to be so spicy I don't get invited back. So, like, he didn't take this interview seriously.
1: <laughs> I don't think uh, I had anything super, super crazy. I think yours was uh, about
0: one of those teams missing the playoffs.
1: That Yeah, I think that's the craziest, craziest one I had. But, I mean, given how Charlotte's looked the past few weeks, it, it really doesn't seem that crazy anymore, so...
0: Tyler, what about you?
4: We, we kind of did like a little bit of a community one with the USL show where we kind of all like put ours together. And so I think ours ended up being uh, Omaha missing the playoffs. Okay. But I mean, you guys have really turned things around since that happened. So well, <laughs> I don't even know that spice. how. Not even that Better spicy not to take them. No. We're like, no. I think
3: we're, in, I think we're in six right now.
4: Yeah. yeah. Tied yeah. for fifth. Yeah. Is the team it's below us really also in 25? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, that's, I
1: think Greenville is at 25, but they have goal differential and wins on us. Yeah, I
3: could definitely see uh, Omaha not making the playoffs. So, like, I think you you're like one or two injuries away from that happening. Like, we are still in a very precarious spot. We really need to just beat up on those Green Ponies this weekend.
1: Injuries or red are
3: cards? Very, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well let's see how many of those stick uh but we uh we need to get some wins uh which they've been doing so it's really hard to complain right now because they look like they're in great form that Northern Colorado uh deal aside but it is interesting because it looks like Omaha never talks it looks like new who's hurt again
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and our defense has been our weakest unit this year and so it's like well who's bailed us out when our defense hasn't been the greatest knew who. And it's like, who's not there? Knew who. It's just like,
0: woo,
4: buddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So out to Steve, big weekend
2: incoming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yogi, what about you?
2: Oh, man, I've been thinking about it. Um, So my spicy take is this. Either Richmond or Tormenta will make the playoffs. Not both, either one. Oh, okay. But – what everyone makes it in, will get to the final. Oh, damn! Because I think, like Richmond or Termenta, I think they're, they'll they'll sneak it. They'll be the fifth or sixth seed, right? But they'll have that run in them. Where it's like, all right, we here, we just playing on adrenaline. And I, I think, I think the thing that hindered Richmond last year was obviously they took the week off before they played Chattanooga. And obviously we know how that game played out and whatnot, but you could just tell it just stalled. Them. And I think if you get this Richmond or Tormenta team in the playoffs, and they could just be like, "All right, we just playing off adrenaline." People don't think we're gonna win. I think they could go into some of these places and knock a team off.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you you already saw Tormenta do that last year.
2: Yeah, And Chattanooga too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, for real, for real, if. We we'll be honest, Charlie came very close to it as well because he went into Tormenta and came very close to knocking them out. So, mm-hmm.
0: it's, it's,
2: yeah. But yeah, I think we're gone to the days of the Union Greenville winning the league, winning the title. I think we're yeah. going to see a lot more regular season champion, very different than the playoff champion.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I, th- I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that.
4: It's just such a different game. When you get into yeah. a playoff scenario, you know it's just it's worlds different than, than playing throughout the season and and just the the tactics and the approach that you take. I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. and amazing. I was
0: I was really high on Richmond uh, to at the start of the season. Um, I've kind of cooled off on Richmond a little bit, and it kind of fed <laughs> into my spicy take. Yogi, I'm sorry, I'm going to piss you off here. My spicy take was that this is going to be the first season where. Terzaghi is not going to win any postseason awards. Oh, MVP... that's not, That
2: means I don't have to bleach my hair. <laughs>
0: that's good. Yeah. So I had it so that he wasn't going to win MVP, Golden Boot, first team, second team, any of that. He wasn't going to be mentioned anywhere.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's going to be, uh, that doesn't surprise Just given how this team been this year, they've been very, like I said, they've been very neutral. Yeah. Like they haven't been great, but they haven't been bad either. They just been neutral. Um, and Chizagi lay start, how far Trevor, I think Trevor's ahead of what five by five goals right now. Yeah. Uh, he's
0: at what like fifteen goals or something like that. Yeah. And the next yeah. one next closest is like nine.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a little bit tougher to gonna be tough for Chizagi to get uh, any awards or recognition, but I'm pretty sure League was gonna find some way. They're gonna create a third team out of nowhere just to be like, all right, we gotta put Chizagi in here. Yeah.
1: He's going to be the only <laughs> dude on it, too.
0: Yeah, right.
4: <laughs> Legacy but award.
0: As we start to wind down the show, Brian, are we looking at anything in the YouTube chat? Um,
1: Just we've got Allison saying I thought that they heard that they were staying out there. That was talking about our conversation earlier about teams staying. If you're uh, close to the coast where you're going to be playing and and Soup Loops, <clears throat> a Tormenta fan, um, saying I don't think it's too unheard of for Tormenta. We have one more win than we did it last year at 16 games, but two more losses talking about Tormenta
0: making the playoffs from Yogi's point there. Yeah. Nice. Well, we do want to thank all you guys for, for joining the show. We will certainly be inviting you guys back uh, for future episodes. Um, Everybody continue checking out Walkin' 90. They have hilarious episodes. They have really in-depth uh discussions about some topics uh hilarious takes on multiple things very fun uh group of people to listen to usl show tons of like uh good discussions with plenty of knowledge uh and stats that you can get over there too uh so everybody here is doing great work we love all the the stuff that you guys are doing um now to promote our show We have a special announcement here now. Next week, we are going to be having an interview uh, with play-by-play announcer John Green. So uh, tune in next week. We're going to be having that interview, and uh, we look forward to bringing you more content. Mm -hmm. So thanks, everybody, for joining the show. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. (音楽) Oh, my God.